the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. I am talking to a very interesting man. Very interesting man. I don't know if I could say the most fascinating man in the world or not, but you're very interesting man. This is Chris King, my friend. How are you doing, first of all? I'm doing great. I'm interesting in my own mind, but other than that, the general public doesn't know. Okay. Well, I'm telling your wife in case she has any doubts or your grandkids. Well, well, great. I appreciate that, and I'll pay you later for that. (laughs) No, my friend um, Chris is – man, he's an amazing disciple. I want you to hear his story, and we have so many stories. I don't don't know what all we're going to get to, but one of them is you are cancer-free. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes because that's huge. But in the process of you having cancer, God did some incredible things. I really want to talk about that today. So I don't know what you're facing today or what you're going through, but you should be encouraged that God is at work no matter how difficult, how challenging your circumstances are, and you're going to hear it from Chris. Also, just to tease this, um, Chris is a great writer. I enjoyed just reading his Facebook post. And I'm sure people told you, oh, why don't you write a book? I get it. I get it. But keep mm-hmm. keep writing those Facebook posts. And the stories of the people that you meet that most of us just overlook because we're too busy, we're just going about our lives, I want to talk about some of those. And I also just – there's a story. There is a person that you met um, named Angel who may or may not be a person, may have been an angel – and we will have to get to that story. That's going to encourage your soul as well. And I'm going to start with this. Um, I'm going to start with, I met you through Hungry Souls. Yes. And uh, through Peanut Butter Bowl and seeing, we were at Bannockburn Church and seeing the cool logo. I think your son may have designed very cool logo and just uh, tracking down one of your employees as she came out, one of your team members, and saying, hey, tell me about Hungry Souls because I'm always looking for great food ministries that we can give peanut butter to. Well, she she thought you were a stalker out in the parking lot, but that's another story. <laughs> we were at a concert. <laughs> we were at a concert. I don't want to hear about it. You Bannockburn people, you got to watch out for you guys. Uh, yeah, I can't remember which concert it was, but my wife and daughter Samantha were there, and um, yeah, I saw this cool sign. I was like, up. Oh, Maybe we're going to do a peanut butter bowl for Hungry Souls, and we have, which has been exciting. You, August 1st was your last day with Hungry Souls. Now, this is what I want to say because we're going to talk about all the other stuff, but I just want to say your accomplishments over the five years that you're at Hungry Souls, is it blows me away. So I just have to read this. I'm sometimes a numbers guy. When it comes to sports, um, you know, I like stats. So um, 
over the past five years, you grew from one school to 24 schools. This is feeding feeding people that are in need. Right. One school to 24. Crazy. Um, grew from a handful of families to 350 families. So 350 families, how many people is that? That's a lot of people. Yeah, amazing. Five years. Grew from two volunteers, that's what you started with, to over 900 unique individuals, different volunteers. 900. Dude, that's that's <laughs> crazy. In the beginning, you had zero budget. Is that correct? That's right. I mean, I raised my own support for the first two years. Yeah, yeah. And this year, that budget was what? Uh, it's going to be $1.1 million. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah. Chris. What uh, what an accomplishment. You are truly a gifted leader. And, uh, man, I, I don't know how you did it. And I, I love what you said at the end. Just God has received all the glory. But you're you're leaving, so God has something new for you. He does. Uh, we're, we're just trying to be patient, waiting, and uh, figuring out what that is, whether yeah. it's starting something new, oh, man. a new work in him, that or joining somebody else in what they're doing. Right. And so we're uh, just talking to lots of people right now and uh, praying a lot and trying to remain patient and faithful in that wait, Yes, which is not my gift. Um but, uh, I don't know if I believe you, though, f- because from your post, you still, you always, whether through cancer or waiting on God, you're always looking outward. You're, you're looking at other people. How can I love somebody else? So I think you are pretty patient. Uh, my kids would have a different opinion of that, <laughs> um, but, uh, but they survived. I mean, we didn't end up on Dr. Phil or anything. <laughs> Not yet. Day Not and yet. over. Day and over. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Now it's never mind. Um, but uh, no, I mean, you've always got to keep the uh, focus off of yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I try not to do that um, except when it comes to dinner time. And then, you know, it's <laughs> ask my wife, what do you want? She goes, I don't care. And then I get to focus on myself and what I want for dinner. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. All right. Hey, let's talk about you being cancer free. Let's celebrate that. Yeah, it's awesome. And we just had our. Uh, First quarterly testing uh, a couple of weeks ago, and all those came back clear. And so, Good. Uh, praise God. We'll go back again beginning of November and for the second quarter. And, uh, you know, we'll say a prayer, keep our fingers Absolutely. crossed. And Absolutely. Knock on wood that it all, all comes back clean again. <laughs> I love it. All right. In your journey against the beast, as you call it, right? Mm-hmm. Cancer's the beast. Um, your doctor was not a Christian. No. Tell Not us, at all. Tell us how the, your doctor became a Christian. Come on, man. This is amazing. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, I would always tease with him a lot. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, he's Dr. V. I mean, he's got one of those 15 letter, you know, Indian names. And not, not vowels in the right places or no, anything. No. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. why I just call him Dr. V because I can't yeah. pronounce it. Um, and so every time we would meet, I would just say, you know, if God heals me of this, it's going to be him that does it, mm. but he's going to use you in the process. Mm. And uh, he would just laugh and, you know, and go, oh, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. And um, and so, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a three-time cancer survivor. Three-time, okay. And uh, okay. so during the second round, second round of cancer, uh, we, were, we were talking and uh, we were, it was time for testing. And uh, so we had done the tests and everything. He calls me and... He goes, I, you know, I, I really need to see you uh, in my office. Mm. It's 
So I'm like, oh, well, this is not good. I mean, good news is over the phone. Bad news is in the office. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I go in and he said, hey, you know, I'd, <clears throat> I would really just like to redo all the testing for you. And uh, I said, okay, is there is there a problem? He goes, no, 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 I just really want to redo all the testing. I said, well, you know, this is not fun. <laughs> and uh, he goes, oh, I know, I know. He said, but please, you know, just humor me. I want to. So I said, okay, whatever. So I went back in a few days, redid all the testing. And about a week later, he calls and goes, yeah, I really need to see you in my office. Oh, my gosh. And they really kind of had me freaked a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I said, okay. I said, when do you? He said, can you come tomorrow? Wow. And I went, okay, oh. this is not good. Right. So I go in the next day and uh, I said, okay, you know, just give it to me straight. And he always does. And yeah. uh, so we're sitting there. He goes, okay, well, I want to show you. Uh, the test results from the ones we did a couple of weeks ago. And I said, okay. So he showed me all the things. He goes, this shows that your cancer is still active. Yeah. And I said, okay. You know, that's kind of what we were expecting. But yeah. okay, you know, no big shocker there. He goes, and I wanted to rerun the test. He said, but I, uh, you know, I wanted to, and I had already challenged him to read the Gospels. You had? Yeah. How, Man, how does that even happen? I mean, I how did said, that Hey, I want to challenge you to read the Gospels. And I said, here's, here's a new Gospel. Here's a New Testament. I want you to read the first four books, and at some point we'll discuss it. Okay, just hold on. Like, why, why, why would that even come up? Most of us don't have those kind of conversations with our doctors. So how would that even come up, Chris? Uh, why not? Why not? I mean, I mean it's just one of those things. I mean, okay. I'd been teasing him the whole time, and so I figure I better back it up a little bit with something. <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I gave him a New Testament and said, okay. and he said he would. And uh, so as as we're sitting there talking, he goes, you know, I, I read, you know, those those four books that you asked me to read. Yeah. And uh, he just, you know, after your test came back positive, I decided to put your God, and he always called Whoa. him your God, oh. said, I want to put your God to the test. And uh, I said, number one, V, don't ever do that. <laughs> uh, he said, well, I have. It's and, too late. Uh, he said, so I told him if he was real, that... Uh, I would run these tests again, and they would come back negative. Stop it. And I said, V, you know, if you want to test God, that's fine. Do it with your own life, not with mine. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, I did. He wow. said, and so here's your test results from your second rounds of tests, and there is no sign of cancer. Unbelievable. I said, what? He goes, there is no sign of cancer. And uh, he said, so I just have one question for you. And I said, what's that? He goes, how do I make your God my God. What? And so I got to lead him to Christ there in his office. And it completely changed his practice. Did it? Uh, I mean, his, uh, you know, he found out that two or three of his nurses were already believers. And uh, so they jumped on the bandwagon pretty quick of him becoming a believer. Yeah. Uh, they started holding monthly, or I mean, morning prayer times where they would pray over all the patients no way. that would come in. Uh, his, uh, Wife got saved. Uh, I, took what? Him, I took him to church, uh, to another church. It was out by his house. Okay, yeah. And uh, we walked in. It just happened to be the Sunday that the youth minister was preaching, not the regular pastor. Right. And so, I mean, they're playing games and stuff. And <laughs> and uh, he was going, oh, this is very interesting. Is this something that you always – I said, no, no, this is, you know, student Sunday or yeah. something going on yeah. here. And, of course, worship time started and people are raising their hands. Yeah. And, you know, they're going, well, does everybody have a question at the same time, you know? and Because you're, I mean, you don't know oh, the yeah. context. You I have mean, no idea. Yeah. And uh, 
Uh, so he saw a neighbor, like five rows in front of us. Yeah. Um, and so during the welcome time, he went and talked to the neighbor and came back. And uh, so the neighbor's wife started asking his wife over in the mornings wow. uh, for Bible study and stuff like that. So the wife got saved. Uh, about two months later, their teenage son got saved because uh, he started going to youth group at the church. Wow. And uh, so it was just kind of a, uh, you know, a roller coaster ride, but something that just flowed, flowed naturally through the process. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and again, I think it's amazing just because when we're going through a battle, our natural inclination, I think, is to be about ourselves. Like, hey, this is, am I going to live or am I going to die? But you were thinking about this man, this doctor's salvation. Yeah, I mean, well, he was, he's, uh, I mean, he's become a very good friend. Yeah. But, you know, he was playing a very big role in my life. Yeah. Uh, that I needed to place my trust in him and his skill and knowledge as well on an earthly basis uh, and try and ask God to use him. Yeah. To work in my life as well. And so it was it was a relationship there that, yeah. uh, you know, he was he was missing that part of it. And so. Uh, yeah. You know, you take a shot. Sometimes you hit a home run. Sometimes you strike out. Take a shot. And you take a shot. Take a shot. Yeah. Take a shot. Um, tell me about, uh, you said that he would always say, your God. Yeah. And then it shifted, and he said, what was that that part? Yeah, he said, how do mm. I make your God my God? Yeah. And Because uh, he comes from a Hindu background. Yeah. And so polytheistic. And, yeah. you know, and so, you know, it was always, oh, your God, your God, your God, your God. And then all of a sudden, it's my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's incredibly powerful. Yeah. All right. So that was round two? That was round two. So yeah. then the latest is round three that yes. you've just been. Uh, tell me about round three. I feel like I'm <laughs> around behind. Yeah. Round three. Well, round one was uh, throat cancer. Uh, round okay. two, uh, oh. it had moved to stomach. And so it was stomach cancer. And uh, round three, the throat came back. Mm. And uh, we were hoping, I mean, my doctor has a very weird little quirky sense of humor. And it's still Dr. V or a yeah, different doctor? still Dr. V. Well, I've got a whole team, but okay. You know, okay. he's the main guy. Okay. And uh, so once it moved his stomach, he was, you know, he said, uh, he said, well, Chris, the good news is, he said, you know, started a throat, goes to stomach. He said, pretty soon you just poop cancer out your body. <laughs> and uh, I said, I'm no doctor, but I know it doesn't work that way. Um, but uh, yeah, so the throat cancer came back. And, uh, so yeah, went, did all the chemo and everything all over again with that. Mm. And, uh, you know, dealt with that and did, uh, uh, five rounds, uh, I believe of, mm. uh, six weeks each round Wow, of cancer on that. And, wow. and, uh, you know, got to ring the bell again. Yeah. So, and you know, to ring the bell, you, you ring the bell when you're cancer free. Yeah. So you have rung the bell. Three times. Three times. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tell us uh, <laughs> Tell us about Angel. Angel. My sweet Angel. Yeah. It was uh, – I was in for chemo uh, toward the end of uh, my last round, and uh, my tech that day was a young lady by the name of Angel. Okay. And, uh, I mean, they all wear their name tags and everything yeah, else. Yeah. And so we were uh, – she was getting me all hooked up and everything else as an IV – and, uh, you know, she was, she said, I'm sorry. She goes, I, you know, I just feel like, you know, can I ask you if I can pray over you? Yeah. And I said, sure, I'll always take prayer, yeah. you know? Yeah. So pray away. 
And uh, so she started praying and she goes, she stopped and she goes, I'm sorry, I got to ask you another question. I said, okay. She goes, wow. is it okay if I place my hands on your throat? And we're, we're in a little space in the back yeah. by ourselves and everything yeah. else. And I'm kind of going, either this lady is really going to get into her prayer or she's going to strangle me to death <laughs> back here in this little room. And uh, But I just said, sure, yeah. go for it. And uh, so she started praying, and then she uh, burst into song. And yeah. it was the Katie Nicole song that says, I speak the name of Jesus over you in your hurting, in your... Mm. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I speak the name because it's all that I can do. In desperation, I'll seek heaven and pray this for you. And it goes on. I pray for your healing. I pray for mm. you. Uh, the circumstances would change. I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. Okay, mm. I got to quit reading that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I hate when that song comes on when I'm driving. It's really yeah. bad. Um, but she just started singing this song over me. Mm. And in uh, mm. the next 10 days or so, I had my testing and I came back cancer-free. And uh, so in a couple of weeks, uh, when I had time, I went back to the clinic. Yeah. And uh, went up to the receptionist, and, and she goes, hey, what are you doing here? You know, nah, nah. And I said, well, I'm just here to see Angel and thank her for praying over me that day. And uh, she looked at me kind of confused, and I said, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I just need to see Angel for a second. It was, it won't take long. I can wait, you know, for her to be, you know, unbusy. And she still looked at me confused. Huh. And she goes, Chris, we don't have anybody here named Angel. I said, no, young you know, Latino girl, long, dark hair, you know, very friendly, and an angel. And she goes, we don't have anybody here wow. by that name. And uh, so I said, uh, well, she was here two weeks ago, you know, and she did my chemo treatment that day. She was my tech. And she goes, we don't have anybody here by that name. She goes, let me get the director for you. I said, yes, please. Because you're really confused at yes. this point. And so <laughs> she takes me back to her office and yeah. uh, she goes, I'm, I hear you're looking for Angel. And I said, yes. said so she was a young lady that did my chemo, my last chemo treatment. And I just want to talk to her and thank her. And she's going, Chris, we've never. <laughs> oh she goes, I've been here 15 years. We've oh. never had anybody here what? named Angel. And I said, but she had a she had her name badge that said Angel. What? And she goes, well, did it look like this? And I said, no, it was different. You remembered the name tag oh, yeah. and everything, yeah. And she goes, well, these are our name badges with our first and last name on there. And I said, no, her name badge was different, and it only said Angel. <laughs> and she goes, I'm sorry, but we've never had anybody here. She goes, I checked with HR. We've never had anybody checked here with HR, yeah. named Angel. So I just said, Okay, got it. And I just went out to the car and just sat there kind of going, okay, God, you know, you showing off again. Really and, and showing said, off. But yeah. So yeah. That's she crazy. Was, she was my angel. Yes. And your angel could sing well. I wouldn't say well. You would? I mean, it, was, it was a joyful noise. Really? Um, How yeah. interesting. It, it wasn't great. Oh, okay. It's not like you envision, you know, in yeah. heaven, you know, yeah. all the glorious voices. No, yeah. it was, you know, more like a... Kind of like a lounge act, but you know, but it was, <laughs> but it was good. <laughs> wow, that is an amazing story. So I think I would have got to my car and just broke down. Like 
I oh, mean, I, yeah. I mean, I sat there for probably 15 minutes just kind of going, what happened? What happened? I mean, that's to me, that's hilarious. It sounds so much like God that like different name tag, one name, Angel. Like, Angel. That's so funny. Yeah. Wow. Not Edith, you know, but right. Angel. Right. Like, Hello. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, did the director or anybody, like, did they draw any conclusions or were they just like, we're just telling you? Yeah, no-, no, it was just matter of fact, you know. I'm sure they probably had some security concerns after that uh, or, you know, oh, the chemo's finally rotted his brain. But uh, no, I mean, they were just like, we don't have anybody. I've never had anybody. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Oh, my gosh, Chris. Man, yeah. that that's amazing. All right. Um, talk to me about your love for people that are disenfranchised or on the outside looking in. And your unique obedience and ability to stop and love people like that. Um, you know, really, I, th- I think a lot of it came from my parents. I mean, growing up, uh, they were very into service and serving others. Okay. Um, my dad was one of those people that stranger would just come up to and talk to. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, he was six six, so he was kind of you know kind of freakishly taller yeah, yeah. than most people. And I think it was more of a curiosity thing. Uh, but people would always come up to him no matter where we were and and want to talk to him. And so just watching that, I mean, they would, you know, drag my brother and I around to serve <laughs> at different places. And, okay. you know, until we kind of got to where, hey, this is kind of cool. We want to do yeah. this ourselves yeah. and on our own. And so really I give a lot of the credit to my mom and dad for instilling that service yeah. and that – and that love for people in general into us. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things that you know, I just love to talk to begin with. So yeah. that makes it easy for me. And uh, I love hearing people's stories. Yeah. Because uh, everybody's got one. Right. And uh, some of them are not as outrageous or as fun as others. Right. But everybody's got a story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it started a long time ago. Uh, social media has kind of helped, you know, put that out there a little bit more. But, you know, I just love talking to people and just kind of going, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Hi, my name's Chris. What's your name? And tell me about you. Yeah. And most people will talk about themselves. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, homeless people are the most fun in doing this with. Uh, because Why? You know, yeah. Well, I mean, some of them, you know, there's a lot of mental issues in the in the homeless community. Yeah. And so some of them have these really grandiose stories. You know, I've I've had guys that have been astronauts before. Sure. Uh, you know, I've had, you know, ladies that have been the queen before. Yeah. You know, and everything in between. And then some of them are just, um, you know, you get their real story. And a lot of them are just heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them are, are really stories of strength and survival, mm. you know, in, in the midst of their homelessness as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I met three guys one time out of Chick outside of Chick Fil A, and uh, you know, bought them lunch, and we were just kind of sitting there on the curb talking because yeah. they weren't allowed in because uh, they had caused some issues in the past. Sure. And uh, one of them was a former priest that had been kicked out of the priesthood. Wow. Uh, one of them was a former tech guy uh, who uh, became a drug addict and lost his job, lost his family. Wow. Uh, and one of them never really would tell his story, but they mm. were the three amigos. Yeah. And they actually operated a church 
in the woods uh, for all the homeless people wow. <laughs> there in that area. Yeah. And uh, so as we were talking about it, they said, you know, our, our problem is we don't have any place to baptize people, you know, once they get saved. Wow. And so there's an apartment complex next to the Chick-fil-A. So I went over to the apartment complex, talked to the manager and said, look, here's the deal. I said, I've got this church of homeless people out there. They don't have any place to baptize people. Wow. Could they come over like on a Tuesday morning so your folks are gone to work and everything else and baptize people in your pool? And uh, wow. they said, uh, sure. Wow. That's, and, uh, that's kind of surprising, Chris. <laughs> yeah, and it's a nice apartment complex. I mean, it's yeah. – and uh, so I said, well, thanks. I'll come the first time just to make sure everything works fine and everything else. So wow. We get over there. And uh, she had talked to some of the res- some of the residents there at the apartment community, and uh, these four ladies decided we're going to do this right. And uh, so they had prepared lunch. No, they had bought clean backpacks and toiletries and all this stuff. No <laughs> way for all these homeless folks. And they came over and did their baptism service. They came inside. They had lunch. They got their backpacks. And uh, so every month, still, they go over there and baptize and have lunch and get loved on right. by this group of ladies at this apartment complex. Man, that's the body of Christ. Oh, man, let me tell you. So it is. it was very cool. And uh, so I run into these guys every once in a while, and they just say, hey, man, we're still going, and, you know, and... But uh, yeah, it's a it's a blast. Yeah, wow. Tell uh, tell us about um, the woman I read in one of your posts who just wound up. You just gave her permission to cry. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, every once in a while, we just all need a release. Yeah. And uh, you know, for me, uh, before cancer, I was never a crier. Yeah. Uh, now I sit and watch AGTV and it's kind of go. Such a great story. Those get a house. You know, and uh, my wife will look at me and go, "You okay over there?" Oh no, it's just a great house. Don't worry about it. Um, and uh, but she was just she was angry. She was hurt. Uh, she didn't know how to express all of that. Um, and so I just you know I just said, "Look, if you need to put my your head on my shoulder." and just cry, do it. And she did. And she Mm. sobbed. I Mm. mean, just sobbed and Mm. sobbed and sobbed Mm. just to get a lot of that out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of our ladies just with a really tough background, back, backstory. And, uh, you know, and that just, it just did wonders for her. Yeah. But she had never been given permission just to cry. Yeah. You know, and, and let all that out. And so, uh, you know, it was it was just what she needed that yeah. day. Yeah. You were that safe place because yeah. on the street, I think you said in your post, like, she, she can't let anybody see her. Oh, no, because you show vulnerability, you get taken advantage of. Yeah. And uh, so she had to be tough all yeah. the time yeah. so nobody would mess with her. Yeah. How did you even meet that woman? Do you, re- do you recall? I mean. Uh, she was uh, actually set, sitting outside a convenience store. Yeah. And I was going in to get a drink and then yeah. I said, Hey, can I get you a drink or something while I'm in here? And she said, Sure. So I came back and yeah. sat down on the curb next to her. Yeah. That's that's really <laughs> cool. I think most of us wouldn't offer to buy a drink 
and then those smaller select ones that would offer to buy a drink or food or whatever would probably drop it off and say, God bless you. Um, really cool that you go that next step and sit down on the curb. I mean, if that's not a picture of Jesus sitting down on the curb with the hurting, with the broken and loving them. And also just uh, so cool because I think we we could like try to take an agenda with a person that's hurting like that. And instead you're just like looking, what is this? What does she need? Instead of we, we come up with, this is what this person needs and da, 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 try to solve whatever. But you were just there and recognizing what she needed was just to release and just to cry. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, so many people ask, you know, well, how do you, how do you do this? How do you, yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, what's I, the answer? Yeah. I don't, I don't get up in the morning kind of going, I have a goal of talking to five people today or sharing yeah. the gospel five times. And maybe I should, but I don't. Yeah. And I just get up and, uh, say, God, give me your eyes today yeah. and show me the people that you want me to talk to. And, uh, probably more than I like to admit, I miss them. Uh, sure. you know, and I'll sit down at the end of the end of the day and uh, as I'm getting ready for bed, kind of go, oh, there was that guy or, oh, mm-hmm. there was that lady mm-hmm. um, that I just missed. I mean, I just passed right by him. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's just sitting down and like I said, just, hey, how you doing? What's going on? My name's Chris. What's your name? Uh, tell me your story. Yeah. Um, you know, because so many folks, uh, you know, I've. I had a I had a great childhood. I've you know I had a pretty good life. Yeah. Um, you know, so I've I've never been the drug addict or uh-huh. you know the prostitute or the alcoholic or anything else. So I can't relate to those things. But so many times those are just the outward symbols of what's going on inside. Yeah. And uh, so if you can get past that mm. and get them to talk about what's going on inside. Some of those things I can relate to. I can relate to being hurt. Yeah. I can relate to being angry. I can, yeah. you know, I can relate to those things. That's and good. Uh, then I can share my story about what God has done in my life. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can walk them through the Roman road. I can, you know, yeah. the five spiritual laws and all those types of things. But people will argue with those. Mm. People argue with the Bible. Yeah. What they can't argue with is what God has done in my life and that he can do the same in theirs. Yeah. That's good. All right. Maybe uh, maybe close with – and we could close right there, but maybe close with this story. Uh, just one of the stories, one of the posts I got to read I think last night, I think there was a man that you were very persistent with. I think you won't be able to use this, the language that no. he used here, but can you can you tell us about that story? I don't remember all the details, oh, I don't but you were pretty persistent. Yeah. I mean I was uh, driving down the road and he was at a corner. Okay. And uh, – so I hollered at him, you know, and just said, you hollered at him. Yeah. And I said, Hey, you know, can, can you meet me over here? And he made a, a waving hand gesture, uh, <laughs> along with the words to accompany you know, yes, it. Yeah. And, uh, so I just said, yeah, that's like game on. That's when, game on for Chris when, King. Yeah, when you do that, it's just game on. You know, it's a, it's a challenge at uh-huh, that point. Yeah. So I pulled around and came out and got out of my car and walked across the intersection <laughs> to him. And he just kept telling me to yeah. get lost. And not get so lost, kind words. yeah. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, so finally, we I mean, we just kept, I just kept talking and yeah. kept asking questions. He just kept telling me to get lost. 
Um, and uh, so finally we got down to where he would have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, and just started, you know, talking about different things. And if I remember correctly, he had some church background, uh, but was hurt yeah. by the church. And it didn't want to have anything to do, you know, with church people or church or God or anything else. And, uh, you know, so I ended up, you know, asking him if I could pray for him. He said no. Uh, so I prayed for him. And uh, <laughs> Wait, he said no, so you prayed for him? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't take no's very well. Um, and so I prayed for him anyway. And, uh, so as we were, as we were going, as I was getting ready to leave, you know, he said, Hey man, just wanted to say thank you, but get lost. <laughs> get lost. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just kind of became the joke. So I've seen him a couple of times since, okay. uh, just on the street corner. Yeah. So as I, I go by, I, I kind of wave yeah. at him like a regular wave right. and he just gives the, gives me the bird. And, yeah. And laughs, and yeah. so that's our relationship. Wow, that that is awesome, Chris. Man, well, thank you for um, thank you for coming in here and sharing just some of your stories. I know there's you know we've had some lunches and there's there's a lot more stories we could cover, but um, I think it's just amazing. I think it's amazing how you're faithful and obedient, and how you see what God wants to see, and maybe that's the invitation for the rest of us today is to. And open our eyes, listen for the spirit, look for the opportunities and be ready to act and just, just love, love somebody, get down on the curb with them. Yeah. I mean, just try it. Your first try few it. times, you're probably going to fail and yeah. that's okay. I've failed a lot. Um, what no, is, nobody wants to read those stories though. I mean, they want to read the, <laughs> right. the successful ones. What are the failure? Give us an example. When you say like failing at it, so somebody knows yeah. instead of, yeah, maybe they don't all turn out beautiful. No, they, they don't, yeah. um, you know, and some people will, I mean, tell you to get away. They'll, you know, threaten to cut you if you don't leave. Yeah. They'll, you know, uh, yeah. they'll just say, don't bother me. Yeah. Uh, and some t- and a lot of times it's just the prompting of the spirit then, you know, do I stay and yeah. be persistent or do I just say, okay, you know, I'm going to pray for you and then I'm going to leave. Right. And I'll do that and I'll leave. Um, and there are some people that I spend an hour with and, you know, they are, you can tell they're so close mm. um, and uh, it doesn't happen. I mean, they don't accept Christ. and uh, But you can't count that as a failure because right. no. you've planted that seed right. and you never know when somebody else is going to come along and right. and get to reap that harvest. Right. And, uh, but yeah, there's there's probably a whole lot more, quote, failures yeah. than there are successes in this. Yeah. So, but you're telling me some of the, some of these stories end with somebody giving their life to Christ. Yeah. That's the cool part. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. And so, I mean, go read Fiona's story that I posted yesterday. You want to tell us about it? Oh, well, I mean, I was, I was having coffee. Oh, no, I don't drink coffee. Yeah. Tell us about Fiona. But I was in a coffee shop yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> sending out resumes. Yeah. Um, and uh, this young lady walks up to my table and uh, she goes, can I ask you some questions? And I said, sure, ask away. So she plopped herself down at my table and uh, turns out Fiona is 28 years old. Yeah. She's from Albania. Okay. Uh, came to wow. Austin to go to school, has her degree in uh, forensic science. Yeah. And so kind of approaches everything through that very inquisitive you know, mindset sure. of, of forensics. And so uh, she goes, uh, can you answer some questions for me about Jesus? And I said, seriously? And she goes, yes. 
I said, shoot, let's go, you know? Yeah. And so it was just like, you know, wow. was, was he real? You know, was, was he really the son of God? Did he really die on the cross? Why would he do that and, and how? I mean, and she just kept going on and on and wow. on and on. Well, it turned out that she had found her way into a church a few weeks before. Okay. And she, it, growing up in Albania, had never been around church, anything religious. Yeah. I mean, exact opposite. I mean, yeah. not atheistic, but just agnostic. Yeah. And uh, so she heard all these things and just didn't know if they were true or yeah. not. And just needed to ask somebody. And she sat at my table. How'd she pick you? To ask me. Well, look at me. No, um, <laughs> no, just, I don't, I mean, that's a God thing, you know, yeah, that she sat yeah, at my table yeah. to ask me questions. And she may have tried other people. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Right. And uh, wow. so we had, you know, a 35, 45-minute conversation. And so after she finished asking all her questions, she goes, okay, so what do I do now? Wow. And so I said, well, you've got a few options. And so we just started talking through those options and about 20 minutes later, she prayed to receive Christ. Oh, my gosh, Chris. <laughs> at the table in the coffee place. Unbelievable. And, uh, so we're working on getting her hooked up to uh, for some discipleship and stuff like that. She called her mom. Wow. Uh, and mom was, you know, not supportive but not antagonistic yeah. about it. And she goes, well, you know, that's good for you. You you know, you get to do what you want to with your life. And, yeah. you know, this is what you choose. That's okay. You know. Yeah. And, just kind of left it at that. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, wow. So Fiona is. Uh, Fiona. Is a new believer. Unbelievable. And, uh, starting new life today. Wow. That's great. That was yesterday? <laughs> that was yesterday. Oh yeah. my gosh, Chris. So yeah, woke up a new new creature today. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Man, God uses you in really powerful ways. Well, it's it's all him. You know, yeah. I just get to be the ugly mouthpiece. And, you know, he, he does all the talking. What's uh, Last question, sure. really. Last question. When you are listening for the Spirit to prompt, to say, leave, lead, whatever, or, you know, keep going, What what is that like for you? I mean, because you're talking, but you're also trying to listen for the Spirit. What Can you try to describe that for us, just as people try this and get ready for some failures and... Um, failures. Yes. Yeah. Failures. Um, really, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just a, a piece in a sense okay. that I get, um, yeah. as to, you know, am I, you know, am I really going to tick off this person and, yeah. you know, yeah. end up causing a scene and everything right. else? Or is there like a little opening there right. that I can get through, um, and relate to them on some level? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they usually make that pretty clear, pretty early in the conversation. Okay. Um, and so, you know, if there's a, a slightest bit of, you know, light in there, yeah, I'm going to try to wiggle my way in there. Yeah. Um, but if I, you know, if I see it's just completely shut down right. and right. then I just, you know, time say, to move hey, on. Then Jimmy, I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to leave you alone and let yeah. you do your day. And then you pray for them there? Oh, yeah, right Even there. though they're resistant and oh, yeah. there's no... I mean, what are they going to do, you know? <laughs> do you pray with your eyes open? <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, just checking, just checking. Wow, that's awesome, Chris. Yeah. That's amazing. What a what a great example. I am so excited to see what God does next 
with you. I know day to day you're just a disciple, just following his lead and looking for opportunities. So I know good things are going to continue to happen. Of course, your doctor, when you go through cancer, becomes a Christian. Um, These people on the street, you get down on the curb with them and listen to their story and love them. You are Jesus to them. Um, Whatever this next opportunity is, whether Jesus calls you to start your new food ministry um, and provides the people the resources to make that happen, um, would be beautiful if that's God's plan. But if he has an organization or somewhere that he's just waiting for the right timing for you to do what you did with Hungry Souls, <laughs> grow from one school to 24 and no budget to $1.1 million, amazing. So something is, is going to be great. But just thank you for being a faithful disciple and doing being the light in the world. And that doesn't let the rest of us off the hook. It's not like, oh, Chris King's got that. Um, we've got to be obedient too. And so I'll sign off with this, unless you have anything else you want to say to close. Go ahead. Well, I would just like to, yeah. I mean, as you post this out there or people yeah. listen to it, I, mean, yeah. I would love to hear other people's stories. Yeah. You know, so send in your stories and, yeah. you know, let's share all the cool things that God I is doing it. out there through all of us. I love it. Yeah. And you can email me, Steve at com. I would love to hear your story. I would love to hear what God has done. Um, what he's doing or what you've seen done. Um, Steve at com. I will absolutely pass that along to Chris. So anything you get to me, anything you've got for Chris, let me know. I'm going to, I'm going to get that out there. So great idea. Anything else? You got any other great ideas close now? Just ready for lunch, <laughs> ready for lunch. All right. All right. Well, here's the deal. Um, we're called very bold radio and podcast, very bold ministries, very bold scrapping, very bold coaches, very bold. It's all about very bold because, that one day, just reading the scripture um, with my before, uh, man, it's so long ago, but just the, the words very bold popped right off of the page. And um, that's what we're trying to do. And you can tell Chris King is doing it. But the cool thing is, I don't think he thinks about it as being very bold at all. It's just doing what Christ wants us to do. So however you need to look at it as just, hey, I'm just doing what Christ would want to do. This is what Christ does. Gets down, sits on the curb, hears people's stories. Or if you need to think of it in terms of, man, how much has God done for you? Even if right now you just feel like, no, he hadn't cured me, healed me of cancer three times. He hadn't sent an angel to pray over and sing over me. He hadn't done that. Even if you're not thinking that, just think Jesus on the cross saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Jesus on the cross, loving you, making things right, restoring, offering reconciliation to you. Even if today you feel like nothing's going right, that happened. And that's for all of eternity, all eternal life, no matter what you're going through. Paul even said, our our problems today, they're light and momentary compared to the, the far surpassing eternal glory that he has for you. But today, he also gave you his Holy Spirit Mm. inside you, guiding you, prompting you, leading you, speaking encouragement, speaking correction, everything you need. That is also a great reason of hope. And I'll give you one more. Even if you're just watching this or you're listening to the podcast or the radio show, he also gave us one another. I'm sitting here with the Marksman. I'm sitting here with Chris King. I have brothers that love Jesus, are grown in Jesus, and just being around them. This morning I was doing my coach's Bible study. Just being around these coaches just builds me up. I don't know who your group is, but right now it's us. 
We're with you. We're for you. So send that story or send that concern, anything, Steve at VeryBold.com. I've got you. And Chris has got you too. So um, anyway, long way of saying there, there's a big hope today. And I, I just need you to dig in deep and find it. And it's, it's there. It's right there. And the Apostle Paul, when he wrote about it, he said it in 2 Corinthians 3.12. He said this, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal. Bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates. And email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.